Welcome back to another week of Toys on Tap. This week, I'm so pumped. We get to bring on Eddie and I, who is in his first year, had his first year in toy making birthday sort of thing happening at Designer Con. He's already tabled and made 70 figures. He is crushing it. If you want more Toys on Tap, all you got to do is follow us on all socials at Toys on Tap. If you want a little bit more, you want to support the show, you can like, subscribe, rate, review. If you want to support the show even further and get a little bit more content, you can jump on the Patreon, patreon.com slash Toys on Tap. And for just $3 a month, you can get an extra 20 to 30 minutes with every artist that comes on Toys on Tap, where they get a specific question tailored just for them to talk through everything. Now let's get to this episode of Toys on Tap. Can you see me now? Joe, <laughs> can you... Dude, I don't know why, why my, my uh, laptop wasn't working. Yeah. Dude, it always happens on the days that we're about to record. Every, like, I go through all kinds of garbage. I can't tell you how many artists have come on and it's like all of a sudden their <laughs> Wi-Fi fails or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, my Wi-Fi has been spotty too lately. It's like always on the days... <laughs> That you need it. Yeah. Um, I got it right here, though. One second. How are you doing today? Dude, so pumped. I'm just pumped about this. <laughs> I know. Me too, man. I love talking toys. I love geeking out and, like, talking to people about stuff. Yeah, and this, like, that's all this podcast is. We get late-night toy sessions. Yeah, man. I, I got so many projects I'm working on right now, and it's just, like... It's fun. It's fun to talk. Dang, is that your collection of toys in the like like a living room? Oh, so I'm in my garage right now. I'll give you a little tour real quick. This is my uh, my workshop kind of. So, this is all storage over here. But this is all my collection, my little workshop. Yeah, Uh, this is where all the magic happens. Heck yeah. Uh, yeah you could get into that i've been collecting like my whole life i got so much stuff i got more stuff in tubs i got um legos that i i don't even have room to like store that stuff anywhere every collector has tubs of stuff they've collected and there's not even like i have um all the marvel retro 375s yeah they're all in cases sitting off here off camera just not even i don't have space like i could put them right here but there's so many waves i I just don't have room yeah i always told myself like if i got to that point like i would try to make room but you know what happens i end up cleaning the garage and it used it started off in this corner when we moved in and then it went to the wall and then i added two more bookshelves over there and it looks like i'm gonna wrap around and i'm like trying to figure out how i I could get this couch out so i could add more shelves yeah it's crazy and it's like realistically like i have a a shelving unit behind me that's full and like all these i always think about it it's like realistic what am i gonna do with these like i'm just like they just look pretty (laughs) yeah i just like to look at it yeah i'm like a really nostalgic guy like and when i see something that like makes me feel a certain way i'm like i need that like i want that so my wife hates it but i love it (laughs) my wife (laughs) i have none of my collection at home is all okay. in my office at work, which is like, oh yeah, yeah. And so they, she is all good with however much I collect. It just doesn't come home. <laughs> yeah, when we we lived in an apartment um, yeah. with my wife's family, we had all the stuff in the room, and then we moved in with my grandma, and we had our own room. And my grandma's like, okay, you can take over the garage, like do whatever you want in there. So I cleaned it up, and I'm like, she's like, okay, that's your space. <laughs> yeah, like there's, don't bring it back. There's a couple. There's a couple sprinkled throughout the house, but yeah. there's not, definitely not as much as in here. Yeah. Well, dude, I'm pumped that you're on Toys on Tap. It was good to meet you at DesignerCon. Uh, DesignerCon's unreal because even after all this time, I still am meeting toy artists that I have no idea who they are. And so, like, just happening upon your booth and then, like, being in awe of, like, the figures you make. And just I'm, oh, I'm thanks, stoked man. that you're here. I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, DesignerCon is amazing. I, I started going 
I've always been into art. I've been like drawing and painting and doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah. Um, but at my job, one of the dudes had a booth and he's like, dude, come check me out and be at this convention. And that was like maybe six or seven years ago. And then I went and I spent like $200 on just posters, toys, yeah. stickers. And then ever since then, it's like designer con and uh, comic con. Those are the two, like my big ones that I go to every year. Yeah. Well, before we go and dive in, cause we're going to dive into so much stuff. Please yeah. <laughs> tell us who you are and tell us what you do. Um, my name is Eddie and I, and I make custom one-off bootleg action figures. Heck yeah. Um, I do a lot of kit bashing. I take random stuff. I find at the Goodwill or savers, thrift stores, swap meets, wherever I can find toys, I get yeah. them, chop them up and I make them. Um, sometimes I do commissions. Sometimes I just make whatever I think is funny. <laughs> so yeah. that's just how it goes. Um, but full time, I'm a 3D artist during the day. Um, I do that for like nine to five um, in 3D environment art. And then at night, I work with my hands and make stuff. Yeah. What's 3D art mean? What is that? Um, I do like 3D modeling, 3D environment art. So okay. it's like, uh, like kind of like game. We use Unreal Engine, Maya, SketchUp. And my more specifically, I work at an events company. We do uh, like the big uh, air show down in Huntington Beach. We do a bunch yeah. of stuff for Chargers. We do a bunch of stuff for USC. But basically what happens is they'll say, um, we're going to do this remodel for the Chargers locker room. And it's my job to like model it first and then work with the graphic designers and place all the art like on the walls and then i do renderings and i show them like this is what it would look like if my company does it for you guys that's and, dope yeah it's pretty fun i, I went to school because i wanted to get into film and and animation but i took an internship doing architectural renderings for that's a long story <laughs> i took an internship let's do it this, this uh rendering like architectural renderings for gravitational wave detector that they're working on it's going to take like 15 to 20 years to try and get funding mm -hmm. so my job was to try to make it look cool and so i was doing these like weird renderings of this weird telescope thing that that measures um gravitational waves like mm -hmm. 500 light years away like I, I don't even understand the science behind it yeah but they would tell me can you make a building that looks like this and yeah so that was my internship i did that for uh, like half a year Empire Blisters. Empire Blisters. Specializing in action figure blisters. 2475 inch or 1826. 19 different styles. Two, two sizes of clamshell figure cases. Four, four different bulk pack options. Quantities of 100. 100. Sample packs available. Empire, Empire Blisters. Now function Toys on Tap. That means a 10% off coupon on checkout. Use code Toys on Tap 10. That's C O Y S O M T A P 10. Empire Blisters. Empire Blisters. Did you complete it? That, um, it, it's like a growing project. So like yeah. I did it for a couple months and I passed it on to somebody else. But like where it's gone is crazy. Like there is an article on MIT and they used my art. There's an article on Syracuse University. They used my art. There's an article like through NASA that used my art. So it was pretty crazy. It was like a weird. I just happened to get into that. Unreal. Yeah. Unreal. Um. Because, I mean, art is your life, which is so sick. Um, but then it transitions to toys and that kind of art. But we got to walk it back. I don't know how old you are. Uh, you probably, I'm going to guess, like, we're talking born in the 90s. Yeah. Great. 91. Oh, this sick. My birthday. my birthday was last week. I just turned 33. Happy freaking wow. birthday. Thanks, man. This is, this is the best birthday present so far. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to walk it back to when you were a kid because I, I was born in 1990 and we okay. grew up with some of the raddest toys. What oh, toys totally. did you grow up with? What did you have? What did you collect? All that stuff. That second run, Power of the Force. Not There's the Power mm -hmm. of the Force, the OG version, but there's the 90s Power of the Force with yeah. the Vader cutout helmet. Yep. Um, I got it right here. Oh, you. yeah. This is the very first one that I got. It's really sentimental to me. I remember buying, it's a disguised Luke. Yeah, you kept it. I remember, I specifically remember it was like a parking lot sale at like a pick and save. It was mm -hmm. right across the street from where I lived. And I was with my grandma and we were walking around, like looking through the boxes. And I, I specifically remember grabbing it. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, Star Wars. I love this. I, I'm sure I had a couple other figures before, but this was the first one that I like picked out. And I was like, this is mine. Yeah. 
it was all, it's all downhill from there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I had all, I went through phases, right? So you, we talked a little bit about collecting, yeah. Uh, as I mean, nineties, that was like prime for collecting, right? Like beanie babies and Pokemon and all these things. And Oh yeah. Pokemon too. That was a, I have all my cards too right here that I, I kept from when I was a kid. Unreal. Right. Like the second yeah. they held any value, I was like, get, get them out of here. I need money. Um, but I had all the star Wars figures. I do remember at a certain point where it was like, I was just so fascinated with the animals. Like the Rontu was such a large figure. Or oh yeah, the creatures, yeah. Yeah. And the like the dewback. Um, I remember getting the dewback and eBay was still so new when okay. I ended up having one. And I thought, like, oh, I want like six of these. Like, how do I get that? <laughs> and my mom was like, okay, we'll type it in on Google or on eBay or whatever. And I remember being a little kid seeing the green one and I was like, that's not it. That's not a real toy. Like I've never seen that in my life. I need, I want the <laughs> other one. If I could yeah. go back, it'd be like, I want that. Yeah. I probably have it. Is it the one I have it right here? It's the one that's like brown or. Yeah, I got it right here. Yeah. That's it. It's like a weird brown, green, ugly. Yeah. Color, and I love it. It's kind of green a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just, uh. I don't know, dude. Uh, you know what, what What kicked it off for me, too, was there was a Star Wars toys, but mm. it was getting toys from my uncle. He was a kid of the 80s. Yeah. So, like, like I a lot of people always tell me, like, dude, you you, you seem like you're, like, 45 or 50. Like, you, you know about all this 80s stuff. Like, why do you know about all this 80s stuff? Yeah. It's because when I, growing up, um, it was my mom and my brother and sister. We lived with my grandma, and she had my uncle and my aunt, and they were kids of the 80s. So, they had like all the OG Star Wars figures, like yeah. Ninja Turtles, like the Bendy wrestler guys, like have some. Right oh here. yeah, a, a friend gave me like so, stuff like this. God, that thing is like, massive. Then, yeah, just like the Bendy ones, like yeah. it's one piece, solid chunk of rubber. But like I was playing with stuff like that too when I was little. Yeah, and like I said, I'm such a nostalgic guy. Like when I find stuff like that, I'm like, oh, my uncle had that when I was little. Like yeah. he was he was ten years older than me, so. Like I kind of like looked up to him a little bit like, oh, he's so cool. I want that stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. I feel that I, I don't um, like we bring so many people on here. They talk about like masters of the universe and all kinds of stuff. I think I saw one of those figures growing up. I was <laughs> yeah, just consumed. I had, I had a bunch of them too. I have a couple right here that a friend, everybody knows I'm into toys. Yeah. Um, my, my art, my Instagram that I post all my art and stuff on, that's just my Instagram. Like I post my, my kid on there. I post my mm. wife and like skate. I used to do a lot of skateboarding. So all my skateboarding friends, but now they all know that I'm into toys and I've been making toys. Like everybody's just giving me toys now. They're like, Oh, yeah. I have all these toys. So buddy just gave me like a whole bunch of masters of the universe that I have to sort through that that's he had when he was a kid. Dope. So I'm just, I don't want to cut them up though. Like I'm like nostalgic. Cause it's like, yeah, it's a friend of mine's, you know. So I'm just gonna put them on a shelf somewhere. Yeah, I uh, I was really into all the weird ones, right? Like Street Sharks and Cowboys of oh, yeah. Mesa. My my the favorite, mice. Fi- yeah, my favorite figure of all time is this. Like, it's a really stupid figure. It's um, I think it's like Uncanny X Men. It's the Iceman figure where like, oh, okay, you have attachments to it. Like a giant yeah. claw, and then like the back grows a little bit. I don't know why. I don't know why that's <laughs> it, but I can remember playing with that as a kid like crazy. And yeah, yeah, it's the weird play features. I think like the the claw, like that's like something that like you grab onto. Like it's like yeah. different. Yeah, um, and I, like yeah, it's crazy. I had a twelve inch uh, bishop from X-Men yeah. that I had, and that I carry. I didn't really know who he was because I wasn't into comics too much, mm-hmm. but I watched the animated series. So I was like, okay, I know that guy from the show mm-hmm. and I had it. And I don't know why I thought he was the coolest thing ever. Like with the big gun and like, yeah, yeah. I had it somewhere around here. My mom, my mom too, she, she saved a bunch of my toys Yeah, and like, I kept bugging her for them and she finally brought them. And like, I, I had fun like sorting through them and like, like all the nostalgia and all the rush of like, I remember playing yeah. with this. Which crazy. So. Uh, we've talked about this a lot. Um, where it's like the shows definitely in the nineties were made to sell the toys. Like that's all they're tied to. But oh, yeah, totally. The shows, if you didn't grow up with the shows, like, and you go back and watch them, they suck because like you have no oh, yeah, nostalgic totally. connection. 
Yeah, there's. I'm I'm super into VHS too. I have a bunch of tapes back here. Yeah, and I've been buying stuff on eBay that I'm like nostalgic about the stuff that I watched when I was a kid, and like I put it on in the background as I'm working on stuff, and I'm like listening to it. I'm like this movie sucks. Like, yeah, why do I like this movie. <laughs> it's so bad. Like there's a movie called Paper Brigade, and yeah, I remember yeah. like seeing it, and I was like, oh, that movie was tight. Like I remember watching it, and then I bought it, and then I watched it, and I was like, I don't know why I was into that movie yeah. so bad. Dude, it's like all of that, and then you start to realize, like now, like looking back, like Wolverine and X Men, right? Like in yeah. when he's fighting. His claws are in, and he's punching people. But when he fights one of the Sentinels, his claws come out. Yeah, and then like, it's like then it then it comes out. But it's like that's such a weird thing that you'd include in the show. That doesn't even make sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't even I don't even know, dude. Like, yeah, going back, it's like a lot of those shows are bad. There was a mummy, the Mummies Alive show. Mm-hmm. That I used to watch. They had some pretty cool toys too. Yeah. I remember my cousin had the. It was like a hot rod, like a like a weird like sarcophagus hot rod thing. Yeah. And that was like one of the sickest toys ever. But I think that show is on like Tubi or Netflix or something. And I, I put it on just to watch it. And I was like, man, this show sucks. Yeah. It's so bad. It's so cheesy. It's like, unreal. So cheesy. It's like not good at all. Like we as 90s kids did not do so well. Like we thought that was the end all be all. And it's not. It's not even close. Yeah. So I you, mean, there's there's some questionable stuff out now though too. So. Yeah. <laughs> so you, I mean, you talked about art and going into that stuff. We kind of dabbled into the future part, but like, when did I mean having all these toys when you're a kid and and all that stuff? When did art start becoming important to you as you got older? Um, I've always drawn like ever since I was a kid, just drawing. I remember like my favorite stuff to do in in elementary school is just draw like i used to draw x-men and like mm-hmm. i i used to like to draw the delorean from back to the future yeah and like i don't know why like i latched onto that but i used to love to draw that and like drawing was like big for me and then after in high school i like dabbled in it a little bit i did some art classes and but i never like really thought like there was a future in art mm-hmm. um i just always heard that it's like hard and like it's like competitive and it is but like, I didn't really think those opportunities were there. So after high school, I just got, like, a regular job. I worked at the movie theater for a couple of years. And then a buddy of mine got a job for me in the skateboarding industry. I was working at, a like, a longboard company. Mm-hmm. And we actually did some stuff with Mike V, too, um, with Elephant Skateboards. Yeah. And uh, there was this dude named Tim. He 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 was a really sick artist. He would do a lot of art for, for all, all the boards and, like, catalog layouts and stuff like that. And I would always poke my head in his office and be like, hey, what are you working on, Tim? And then, like, because I was just interested in drawing. And then he would tell me, like, his path. He's like, oh, yeah, I went to school and you could be a graphic designer. And, like, so that kind of, like, sparked the interest. And then that place closed. And then I went on to Vision. I actually worked at Vision Skateboards for a little while. Okay. Soy, soy Skateboards for a little bit. And I was in the warehouse and stuff. Yeah. And, I again, I still saw, like, people are making money, like, selling drawings and art and, like, I totally want to try to figure out how I could do that. Um, so I bounced around a little bit and then I did a little bit of research and tried to figure out what I wanted to do. We interrupted this broadcast of Toys on Top to bring you this. Meanwhile, in a galaxy of bootleg treasures. DOV2, we have engine failure. We must crash land on DKE Toy Planet. Oh my, we're doomed. Wait, salvation. Hooray. We're saved in DLP2. Limited edition custom artist made action figures and DKE toys. Check out www.dkatoys.com for a full catalog. Hooray for custom action figures. DKE. Um, and then I went to college at Cerritos College. I actually started off as an engineering major because I was like, I'm going to work at Disneyland and I'm going to ride, I'm going to design roller coasters. Yeah. And then I was like, no, that's like, that's probably not going to happen. But while I was at Cerritos, I just started taking like 3D design classes, 2D design classes, uh, painting, drawing, and I just loved it. I love everything. And uh, I, I can't really say like, I always tell people like I'm an artist and they're like, oh, what do you do? And I'm like, I do everything. Like, I don't know how to describe it. I love to draw, paint, yeah. sculpt, uh, kit bash. Like I do a lot of cosplay stuff. And so like when I was in college and doing that kind of stuff, I was like, okay, I got to like 
hone in on something because I'm like all over the place right now. Um, and I was like, oh, I've always been into like engineering too. So like I still have the art mind, but I, like I like to see how things work and take stuff apart and like tinker and like figure stuff out. And when I took a 3D modeling class, like that's when it clicked. It was like, oh, I'm designing stuff like real world that like has real world applications and how can I figure out how this is going to work and like all these like measurements need to be precise but at the same time how can I make it look cool like how can I make this spaceship that I'm trying to design look cool but like almost function in real world mm -hmm. and that's when it like meshed together um so then I decided like okay I'm going to focus on 3D art and I went to school went to Fullerton Cal State Fullerton and then I, I that's when all the um education part was going and then I don't know. As I was still doing that, I still had the itch. Like I like 3D modeling, but I want to draw and I want to paint. Um, and then after that, I started going to. Oh, I finished the the. I graduated at Cal State Fullerton in uh, 2022, so mm -hmm. I'm still pretty fresh. It was like two years ago, and then I got the job where I work now. But then the uh, pandemic was starting, and then it was kind of weird, and I was home. And I'm like, I'm gonna start a side hustle, and that's when I started Reality Breakdown. But it started off as a skateboard company. Okay. Tell me and about I, that. So I've seen some of your skate videos. Yeah, I was designing, I, like, I always wanted to design skateboards. Like, even, it goes back to when I was telling you, one of my first jobs, it was like, I always like looking in the graphic designer's office and seeing what he was working on. And, like, I, I was like, I want to make skateboards. So I was reaching out to all these companies, like, let me draw skateboards for you. But no, yeah. I wasn't getting any feedback, uh, getting left on red, like, no emails back, no nothing. So I was like, you know what? Like, I'm going to figure out how to just do it myself. And so then I put a couple of lines together and I did maybe like 10 or 11 different graphics mm -hmm. and it was pretty fun. It was fun while it lasted, but it's super expensive. Yeah. Like each time I dropped one, it, I had to do like 50 to a hundred skateboards and it was just a couple thousand just to like get them done and printed. And then after that, I was sitting on all these skateboards. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> what did I do now? So I started going to skate shops and I was like driving around. So I was working nine to five and then I was driving around skate yeah. shops and it was a hustle, but like, I wasn't having fun doing it anymore. Like it was like, it wasn't what I started doing it as like, it wasn't like fun. It was like, I wanted to make the art, but it turned into me just being a sales guy again. And I don't want, I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. That's crazy. So, like when, when art or like your passion crosses over into like, the real world and you got to start like hustling and stuff you're like god dang it this sucks now <laughs> yeah that's kind of how i feel about like my 3d art like i love my job and i love what i'm doing but like man i wish i like like i when i get home i don't want to think about that anymore i don't want to think right. about 3d and i think that's kind of leads to how i started making toys um i've always been in collectors and like it all goes back to designer con like all those years of going to designer con and I would see it. And a buddy of mine was like, dude, you should just make toys. Like you're into toys. You collect toys. You have a shitload of toys at your house. You like, you could totally do it. And then that's when I started. And I just kept that name reality breakdown. Cause um, I was at work one time. This is a couple of years ago. I was at work and that's actually a song by a band called no trend. Mm -hmm. And just the, I was working, I was sitting at my desk, like, I was feeling out a spreadsheet or something monotonous and like something like I was just sitting there and like it was in the sales office and it was quiet and I had my headphones on and I just remember hearing reality breakdown like the song it's like it gets you yeah and like I was in my office and I was like if I ever start my dream company like that's what I'm gonna call it <laughs> <laughs> and that's 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 how that happened dang so I mean going into art and then being like in the art world entirely and then someone saying like hey you should make toys that's that's crazy right like that's always yeah. sounds crazy uh yeah. that's how we all kind of get started like someone's like you should do this or you find it and you're like i could do that like yeah. when they said that what's running through your mind what's what's going on it was kind of already running through my mind before he said it but like mm -hmm. I, I had this like imposter syndrome where I was like, I don't, I've never done that before. I don't know if I can do that, mm -hmm. but um, after going to designer con so much and I started following, like, you know, you go, you pick up a business card, you start following somebody and then it just grew. And I just started following all these people on Instagram. Um, Dano was probably one of the first ones that I started following. Yeah. Um, 
the death by toys uh he's really cool dan he's really cool uh, i just started following them and then just more and more i just i started seeing all these people making toys and then like my feed was like skateboarding and it started going skateboarding and toys mm-hmm. on my instagram and i was just seeing like all these toys and like like i could I, I always thought like i could totally do that like I, I i have the vision like i said i have that like like engineering mind where like i could see something and like i i already understand how the toys work like i understand how the pegs work i understand how like how to fit stuff together and make stuff work mm-hmm. and then I, it was in my head and i was i told my friend i think i told him like oh i kind of want to do that I'm, i've been thinking about it and then he's just like dude you totally should like you could totally do it and then i was like okay let me just I, I had a couple of ideas and then I was like, let me see if I can make it happen. And then just made it happen. Like I just, I just literally jumped right in. Yeah. Like the second I started, I think I went to designer con that week. I went to work the next week. And then that weekend I went to the long beach, uh, flea market mm-hmm. and I just started buying toys. Like I already had toys, but these are like collector toys. They were like stuff I wanted to break. Um, I just started going through the bins and like, oh, look at this guy in a suit. Like he could be Pulp Fiction or something. Or look at this yeah. guy, like whatever. Like I started having the ideas already. Yeah. And then I just started collecting them. I have a whole bin. I'm sure a bunch of toy toy artists have the same thing. They have bins and bins of just parts. Yeah, um, especially someone like Dan, um, Polydorus of Death by Toys or like Dan O'Brown. Like They've got to have bins because they what they make is so uh, like specific, and you got to build yeah. it. So when you fall into toys, what's crazy is uh, it usually we it seems like we follow who we first found, yeah. right? So if Dan O'Brown is one of the first people that you found, yeah, that means that like you making one ops is very on par for what happens. Yeah, that's what he. That's kind of. What I, I always saw like the other people making like the art toys. Yeah. And like I love those. Like they're amazing. But like I don't know. I don't really have like that mind sometimes. Like it's hard for me to like come up with like a cool original idea. Yeah. And like like or like try to riff off of something. Like for me, it's like, how can I make this look exactly like this guy? Like how could like I already have the vision, like how do I get there? Mm-hmm. and i don't know that just that just like flows easier with the way that i work yeah um i do have some stuff in in the works because i'm trying to do some stuff with dke yeah um, so i'm like trying to figure out how i can make that work because i don't do any casting yeah i'm i'm just doing one-offs so like i'm like i'm trying to i'm sure like i could do the casting if i if i tried it because mm-hmm. i've watched so many videos now about how to do it but it's just like another hurdle to like get over. But I'm yeah. gonna jump that hurdle soon. Dude, Dove is so sick to work with. Like, yeah, he's so cool. He's super cool. I yeah. love talking with him. Um, so tell me about these first toys that you made, right? Like, you jump headfirst into it, which is already scary as it is because it's a yeah. new art form. Um, with most other art forms, you can look to people and see how they're making it or like paint styles. But with this yeah. one it's pretty dang new still like we're we're well within the like we're at like 31 years at most of how old this is and if that's true then how are we like what are you doing when you first start making you just trying to get all the resources you can how'd you do it yeah i I watched a bunch of youtube videos Mm -hmm. there's a couple people i can't remember them off the top of my head but there's a dude who does like custom gi joe's yeah, and yeah. I remember seeing how he did the bubbles and he's like, oh, double-sided tape. And then I'm like, okay, that makes sense. And then I watched somebody else's video and they said, oh, I use this photo paper, double sticky back photo paper. And then yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah, just print it out on a sticker. And then like the, the funny thing is like the, the way I do it is I print it on the sticker paper and then I apply it to the cardboard. Heck yeah. And that same motion is like when you're gripping a skateboard, like yeah. you don't want any air bubbles. So like I, I feel like I had got that down like almost first try like it, it was just natural to me. Yeah, um, that's a sick. I I never did the photo paper because I was always so nervous that if it's like crooked even a little bit, it's over. Yeah, yeah. There's I don't know. They're like I'm sure everybody has their little techniques that they picked up on, but like yeah. I just line up the one corner and like kind of get it, and then I just like go. It's like one shot. Yeah. And so far, so good. I think I've only messed up one. That's <laughs> out not of all bad. The ones that I've met. Yeah. Dang. Um, 
so yeah, just I don't know, just trying to figure it out. It's like trial and error. And then yeah. I just see a lot of people on Instagram. A couple of people have I think Barbarian Rage had a bunch of like how to videos on his yeah. stories. Um he's really cool too. I talked to him last year. He has a bunch of how to's on his page. He shows you how he does his bubbles, how he does the blister, how he does the um the backer card, how he trims them. Mm-hmm. Um I already had a really good paper cutter that my grandma got me. Her friend worked at a school that was closing or something. And she got, she's like, oh, you're into art. I have all this art supply. And like, it's this big paper cutter. Like, mm. It's like a, like, a, like a big, like $200 paper cutter. And so I already had that, like that, like goes. That's the way to do it. I the, Like the hard part. So I usually cut all the backers um, with an X-Acto knife and a ruler. Oh yeah, no, I wouldn't do that, <laughs> um, dude. I I love it. I, it it's weird because it's a it's a mundane process. It's something that I don't yeah. have to pay attention to. Um, yeah. It like it helps free my brain because I hate painting the figures, and it takes so much of my effort and stuff to like do that. And so, mm-hmm. doing the the backers with the exacto knife. The only problem is sometimes a, a blade gets dull, and instead yeah. of cutting, it just pushes the paper just, and just like rips scores it. it. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's just like you get like the weird like really thin line and it just pushes and it's yeah. like Yeah. You're like what the hell? What was like you couldn't just wait one more. <laughs> yeah. I did a lot of uh paper paper craft stuff. Yeah. There's this stuff called uh Pepakura. I don't know if you heard of that. Mm-hmm. Heard of that? It's like the th- it's like a 3D model printed flat and then you just like tape it together and like mm-hmm. I did a lot of stuff with that. Like so I already knew like exacto blade over and over like no, nah, I don't want to do that cuz I've seen a couple videos of people doing it like that with the with the blade and just like yeah i'm like no i don't have the patience like i'm happy i got this thing because it's just one shot what made you when you first started making one it's kind of a two-parter like what's your what was that first toy and two why did you um stay focused on doing like customs or one-offs what made you immediately start there the the first toy i did i think was hansen nice from a scary movie to you um i saw like the dracula like i think it was the burger king dracula figure yeah and i think i got it for like a dollar and then it was like i specifically remember being at the long beach flea market finding the dracula and then i found the joker's henchman from Mm -hmm. batman he's wearing like the leather jacket but he has that like mullet head yeah so i used his head and then i i was like as I got the pieces, I was like, oh man, this, this works. Like I already had like a imaginary list in my head that, uh, of toys, toys that I wanted to make. And it was just like a list in my head. Now I have a, a list on my phone and every time somebody gives me an idea or I think of something, I just like add it to the list. Yeah. And it's like, I scroll all day long. It's, it's so long now, but, yeah. um, yeah. So like, that was the first one that I did. And then I had to find a turkey and I was like, where do I find a turkey? And then I was Googling like miniature turkey. And then I found a Lego turkey. And it has worked. So I put him with the turkey, like on his crotch, and then I melted his little hand. And yeah, that was that was a fun one. That was the very first one that I did. Um, yeah, I, it was no specific reason too. It was just like I saw the pieces and I was like, okay, that's one I'm gonna do. Another like the first like three or four I did were like I did that one, and then I did the shark from Toy Story with the Woody hat. Heck yeah. <laughs> I just saw the shark and I saw the Woody like at a thrift store and I was like, oh, I'll put the hat on the shark. Like that's an easy, like quick little custom yeah. one off. And like, I think I had it up for like a day. Like my buddy was like, I need that. <laughs> and then, so I went and dropped it off to him and he was like super hyped. He's like, dude, this is like yeah. an inside joke between me and my mom. Yeah. Um, How like, did you like, like w- with the, like first starting, I mean, being yeah. in art for so long is helpful because then you probably have sold stuff and you kind of are in that being in the toy world where you're making yeah. art toys and someone wants to buy it. It's, it's always crazy. Yeah, it was, I actually hadn't sold a lot of art before. The only art that I really sold was skateboards. Yeah. And like a lot of people weren't buying them because they wanted the art. They were just buying them because I was a friend and they wanted a skateboard. Mm-hmm. So like, I I didn't really have like an emotional, emotional attachment to it. Like, I was like, I bought them because the point of it was I like, trying to sell them. Yeah. Um, but with the art toys, it's like I spent time with this thing. Like I spent a couple hours with this. And then like at first I was like, I told my wife, I was like, babe, I don't know if I want to sell it. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to keep them. But yeah, after after I did the first sale and 
my buddy told me the little story about his mom and like the like the emotional attachment he had like yeah. i was like dude like i'm happy this is going to you and you're gonna look at it and you're gonna have that memory now yeah so like that's like a big thing for me too that's kind of goes back to the first thing you said about like why do i keep doing the one-offs mm-hmm. it's like the like i said i'm like a super nostalgic guy and like if i see something and like it gives me a certain feeling like i want it mm-hmm. and like if i'm out selling my toys and somebody sees it and they're like oh i love that movie when i was a kid like i remember like putting that movie on and they get that flashback and then they buy it like it just makes me feel good that like i sparked that memory for them yeah so that's why that's why i keep doing it because like i love the reaction that people have to them and it's fun like i have so much fun just like sculpting and geeking out and stuff what's crazy too is on top of doing um like the one-offs and selling them and stuff you are also a 90s kid at heart you're a collector so like if you're like me you're balancing like i gotta sell this but i'm gonna buy these i gotta sell this but so like how did your collection start to grow and stuff because you got like walls of it so yeah (laughs) um i've like i said i've been collecting for a long time um i would say like this whole wall i've had for like I don't know. It's a growing collection for like the last, I don't know, like almost 10 years. Yeah. Um, but even before that, I've had stuff since I was a kid. So like I got super into collecting maybe about 10 years ago. But before that, like, like I said, I was like a hoarder. Like I just kept all my toys. Yeah. And like I always had them on a shelf or I always had room for them. Um, when I started doing the Star Wars, like I remember seeing the Star Wars Black Series in the mm-hmm. store. And I was like, I need all of them. <laughs> That's oh. what really kicked it off. I started yeah. buying all the Star Wars Black Series stuff. And then Force Awakens came out. And then Star Wars was really hot. And then I started buying a couple of vintage stuff. And then I started buying all the toys I remember I had when I was a kid that I couldn't find anymore. And then that's how that grew. <laughs> like So I've always, before I started making the toys, I've just always been like collecting them. And then as I started making them, like when I'm on the hunt for stuff, now i'm looking like oh look at this cool little knickknack like sometimes you'll go to like a like a booth uh-huh. like at the swap meet and they'll be like oh they're 10 for a dollar or like five for a dollar or something yeah like if you find the really good ones and they're just sprawled out on the floor yeah and then it's like okay i'll find like this guy this guy this guy i could use to make something or or oh look at this little penguin from batman like i'm just gonna yeah. keep that so like the the collector part is kind of funded by like the toy making stuff now yeah so it's like like i said i have a nine to five so i'm working throughout the throughout the day to like provide for my family and my wife and my son yeah but like now it's like i have a little extra income to like buy the cool stuff that i want yeah what's crazy like i you talk about those swap meets dude there's a swap meet near me in san diego it's called kobe's swap meet and it is trash like (laughs) everyone there thinks that they have gold and no yeah. one like I mean the internet ruins a lot of stuff, right? Like you can't go to a swap meet anymore and pick up uh, a vintage Star Wars for two dollars because people know. Oh yeah. Sometimes you'll get lucky, but yeah, for the most part, I'll pick up something and they'll be like, Oh, that's thirty-five dollars. I'm like, why is it thirty five dollars? It's vintage. I'm like, okay, but like there's literally a million of these like yeah. out there. It's not it's not rare. Like and I don't know. It, it's just crazy because then like what's been going on at this one is you'll have all these like booths that have all these toys and yeah. it's like, it's garbage, garbage toys, like toys, like old McDonald's toys and stuff yeah. like that. And they're like, everything is $5. You're like what the hell happened to you? Like, did you get hit in the head? Yeah. I don't know. I think it's the internet and like the hype and like, like Funko pops and yeah. like just people seeing that stuff is like, valuable now they happen to the vhs market too like people act like oh that goonies is worth a hundred dollars that goonies is worth ten thousand dollars i'm like maybe if it's sealed but i don't even know why you would want to buy that for that that amount of money like even if you're like sentimental about it or something like i don't i don't really understand that either like i have a rule for myself where it's like i'll buy a ten dollar vhs tape if i'm like really looking for it if i really want to watch it but no, I won't spend more than like five or six bucks for a tape. Yeah. I mean, especially for a media that is dead, right? Like it's not yeah. coming back. The what's crazy is uh do you know the artist Valishard? No, I'm not I'm not familiar. He goes by Valishard Toys and Tapes, and he 
makes custom VHS tapes like of new shows and stuff for collectors. Oh, I have a couple of those too. Um, I got the Joker. I got the Joker somewhere. The yeah, last, the last Joker that came out. Yeah. Um, I follow a couple of dudes like that that make Which those is, custom. Those are really cool too. Yeah, super sick. The problem is like tapes already are old, and the media yeah. deteriorates over time, and yeah. so it's like. We're trying to put new stuff on it, and it's not going to even last half the time. That it's it's such a fun collection, though. Yeah, they're they're using like uh like found blank tapes uh-huh. that have probably been sitting in storage for thirty years, twenty yeah. years, and it's like I don't know the quality of those tapes. I mean, I'm sure they're probably fine because they've been sealed or whatever. But yeah, like I don't think a lot of these VHS tapes are going to work in like twenty or thirty years. Yeah. We'll see. We, uh, at my thing, I work with, uh, teenagers. And so we like every once in a while I can like do stuff on the walls that is fun for them, but it like, no one questions it here because it's for them and stuff. And so the last ones that we did was we did a cassette wall and we did a VHS wall and we ended up finding this like Russian guy that wanted to get rid of thousands of VHS tapes and we couldn't. Oh yeah, that's a. Like we couldn't figure out what it was. For me. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, so we like I, started putting them on the wall and some of them come to find out, like when you translator, it's like little man, big penis. Like it's just porn, dude. <laughs> it's like, God dang funny. it. Yeah. That's crazy. I'm sure there's a lot of tapes like that out there. Yeah. And I, it's, it's cool to do that, but like, I don't have the, I don't even <laughs> own a VCR. Yeah. I have two VCRs. I found them at the thrift stores. Yeah. Actually the one that I have, I always have like a movie playing in the background when I'm working. Yeah, which this one is um, Ninja Turtles, bro. Yeah, I mean, that's like one of the ones that I always have on. There's like yeah. a certain rotation of like ten movies that I always have on. But um, the tape that the VHS player, the VCR that I'm using right now, that's like my childhood one that I've had. Get like, out! It was in my room. It was in my room for like the longest time, and then we put it in the garage, and then I moved out, and then moved in with my girlfriend and then we got married and then moved back into my grandma's house and then i was like cleaning up and i found it and i'm like oh i wonder if this works i didn't even clean it or anything i just plugged it in and put the tape in and i was like oh it works yeah. and then it just i just kept it just works now so like i've just been using that and then i bought one more for the living room because sometimes i'll watch movies in the living room yeah um yeah like i'm surprised that it worked <laughs> like, yeah the picture is a little fuzzy but i mean it's cool it's background background noise yeah so you you kept making all these custom figures, these one-offs, kept making, yeah. kept making. And then at what point did you realize like, oh, I want a table at DesignerCon. I want to I want to take this up a notch. I would say like a, like six months into it because I've only been doing this for about a year. OK. Um, DesignerCon was probably like the one year anniversary because like like I said, the last the last DesignerCon, I got inspired to do it. Like, yeah. That's when it kicked it off. I bought the. I bought these. I bought these guys from uh, Dove. Oh heck yeah, the resealable. He was selling them. He was selling these for like, I think two bucks. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, well that's easy. I can just print a card and put it on, like, yeah. And then put the toy in there. And then, so I bought those. And then about six months into it, I was kind of nervous because I was like, I've never done it. I don't even know if you like need to do taxes like the legalities of it nothing's copyrighted like i don't even know if i could do it and then i just um i worked in the skateboarding industry for a while so i had a bunch of connections and i don't know if you saw the madrid booth at designer con they do like the stranger things skateboards and they had a couple of like jim henson skateboards down by where you were no they're like on the on the opposite end but they had um last year they had the marty mcfly board oh yeah 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 yeah. And then uh, they had one like up in their booth. But I know the dudes that work over there. And so I told um, I was like, hey, Craig, dude, like, how did you guys get a booth? He's like, dude, let me know if you want one. And I'll, I'll reach out to the guy because they do. I don't know if you've seen anybody walking around with designer con skateboards like they mm-hmm. make those for designer con. So they have like a like little partnership going. So he reached out to the dude at designer con and said, hey, my buddy wants a table. Like, how? what does he need to do? And then like literally the next day, I got an email from designer card and they said, here, fill this up. Like, yeah, we'd love to have you. So then I was like, oh, shit, it's real. Like, I'm actually going to yeah. do it. So then it got kind of scary. And then I'm like, yeah, you know what? No, I still want to do it. Like, I've, I've been, like, making toys. Like, that's where it started. Like, that's where I got all the inspiration from. Like, I've met so many of these artists that I look up to there. Like, why wouldn't I do it? Right, so right. Then I just started churning them out. Like, 
that was like crazy. Like I was working on like four or five at a time. Plus I was doing commissions for people. Plus I was doing my nine to five. And so like I closed my Etsy store so I could save stuff for the show. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's just, that's kind of how that happened. But like, it was always the goal. Like I would say a couple months into making the toys, I was like, okay, like I'm going to do designer con, like for yeah. sure. Like I kind of spoke it into existence. Like this is going to happen. Like, I don't care how much it costs. Yeah. It is kind of expensive, but, <laughs> but I was like, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Um, it's expensive it actually, until like what? 5,000 people walk by your booth. Yeah, no, it yeah. Was, honestly, it was probably one of the most rewarding like art experiences I've ever had. Yeah. Like it was so cool to see people like walking by and tripping out on stuff. And they're like, you made what? Like, like you made this by hand. Like you painted this, like how many of these did you make? Like, Oh, I only made one. You know, what's funny. Uh, a girl from a licensing company came over and she's like, Oh, this is a really cool like business you got here. Like, can you make 500 of this uh, movie? For And I was like, Oh, these are all one-offs. And she picked it up and she was like, what do you mean? I was like, this is the only one. Like, that's the only one. Like, I only make one, one at a time. And she's like, like, she's like, this isn't like made in a factory somewhere. And I'm like, no, I just made it by hand. And she was like tripping out on it. And like, she just couldn't fathom that like I would spend the time to make one. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. It worked out. It was really cool. It was a really good show. I sold a lot of stuff, made a lot of cool friends, met you, <laughs> met a bunch of artists, like a bunch of artists that I looked up to came over. Um, yeah, yeah. Dan, Dan from Death by Toys came over. He bought something, and I was like, full circle because I have a couple of his toys. Um, I have like I bought this one. I started collecting from artists that I like, so I got yeah, Deadbeat Dad. Heck yeah! I have a son, and I'm trying not to be a Deadbeat Dad, so I had, <laughs> I had to get that one. Um, yeah, I was gonna ask because when we're in the toy scene or like doing this, there's a tendency that we start to also collect other artists work. Right. And and Dan is like, I I happily collect his stuff. He was on the podcast when we started like three years ago, he was on there and it's like to see that kind of stuff and see other people's work, the more that you're in it, of course, like my wall behind me is filled with people's work. Yeah. It's it's fun. It's like, they're like I appreciate their work and then they see my work and they appreciate it too. It's like, it's such a cool community Yeah. of like, and like, that's the thing too, is like when I started the skateboarding thing, like I'm sure some people were like, Oh, this guy thinks he could just start a company. Like, duh, duh, duh. and I'm like, I kind of got some pushback from some people and I'm like, Oh, like, why are they hating? Like we all mm-hmm. love skateboarding. Like what's the big deal? Like who cares? Like I'm really going to steal sales from this billion dollar company million dollar company like right i'm just trying to push my art out you know but like with the toy stuff like it seemed like as i started posting stuff it was just like open arms like everybody mm-hmm. was like i love your work it's amazing like it's great how did you do that oh look do it like this like this is how i do it and like everybody just tells you their secrets or their tips and like everybody gives you words of encouragement like it's it's amazing like it's such a nice community to like be a part of I've yeah. only been a part of it for like the the last year, but like, it's just been amazing. It's just been so fun. Yeah. It's crazy to think it like been a part of it for a year, been making, made connections already tabled. So like the question has to be asked, right? Like, what do you want next? What is it that you like? I know you want to work with DKE, Doves yeah. Dope, uh, but like what's next that you're headed for? I don't know, dude. Like, I want it. I mean, I wish I could do it full time. I know Dan Dano does it full time. Um, I know, but like, I'm like scared of like, like I said, making the art and like kind of getting jaded by it and not mm. wanting to really like do it as a job. Yeah. So like, I, that's like another big hurdle. But like, right now, I'm just having fun making toys. Heck yeah. And like, wherever wherever that leads me, like it leads me. Like when I did Designer Con, I was hoping like, like it would maybe lead to something. But like at the end of the day, like that's what I went into it hoping for. But like after the weekend, like I wasn't even thinking about that anymore. Like I was just thinking about like people buying my toys and liking them. Yeah. And like people like all the connections I made and like, you know, what was really cool too is like, yeah, making the sales was cool, but just people walking by and picking it up and like looking at it and geeking out on it with their friends. And like, yeah, like I made uh, the page master. I'm sure you know, page master. Yeah. 
And like some people were like, "What is that? I never seen that." And then there was this girl. She's like, "That's like my favorite movie. Like I, I've been telling you guys about it." Like and like she had to explain Page Master to her friends. Yeah. And like that was like cool to me. Like like that's the stuff I try to make too. Is like if you know, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, like, that is a, in on the joke. yeah. That's really cool. But if Page Master is your favorite movie, we need to figure something else out. Like that's <laughs> yeah, crazy. Yeah, it's, it's, it's I, that's one of those movies too that I bought and I watched it with my son, and I'm like. Yeah, this movie's not a big deal. Yeah, isn't <laughs> it? It's pretty bad. Yeah, Macaulay Culkin is kind of crazy. Yeah, um, Christopher Lloyd was in it for a bit, but yeah, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna write it is. I think what you're tapping on is something that's incredible. I, I've tried to explain it to my wife a lot where it's like um, – because for the podcast – so I make toys through Yucko Toys, but I have the podcast. And so when I go there, it's really just like hanging out with all the artists that I've had on, which like yeah. there's – like at this point, it's a lot. And so it's like saying hi to different people. Um, yeah. And then like meeting new artists and like on the spot trying to schedule something where it's like, hey, I know you're busy, but like just know you're getting a DM from me in the next couple hours. Yeah. Um, And it, you're describing this thing that I keep trying to explain to where it's like it almost just feels like home where it's a bunch of makers coming together. And like you're in this section where there's a bunch of toy makers that give validity yeah. to what we do. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I mean, like, again, like I was on Instagram posting stuff and people were giving me like the words of encouragement and praise and stuff. But like being at uh, designer con and like people coming over, like the artists that I look up to, because my booth was like, oh, a couple hours over from DKE section. Yeah. But like, like some people bought my stuff and like made their way over there. And some of the artists were like, where'd you get that at? And it's like, Oh, there's this dude selling toys over there. And like a couple of people came over from DKE section and they're like, weird. There's a guy selling toys over here. And they're like, Oh man, this is amazing. Like what the heck? Like this is crazy. Yeah. And like, yeah, it was just like this, like I was barely meeting people, but they felt like friends that I've had for a long time. Yeah. Like, like you instantly clicked like on the toy thing. Cause like a lot of people don't get it. Like, like when I, I tell them I'm into toys and I buy toys, they're like, why are you like, you're, you're a grown man. Like, why are you, why are you like these toys? <laughs> but like, but like, oh, they're like, oh, you're not like Funko Pops. I'm like, no, 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 Like, that's not it. Like I have a couple Pops. Cause like I tell people I'm into toys and they buy me Pops. Yeah. And like, I'm not into Pops. <laughs> like yeah. I, don't, I don't collect them. Like I don't hunt them down. There was one that I bought cause I thought it was funny. It was the Pickle Rick one. But like, yep. I've, I've never been one to chase Pops or anything. But like it's like that thing where people don't get it. Like they think like, Oh, he's just into like pops or something like, yeah. but like, no, it's different. Like, like people, when I talk to it about, when I talk to the toy stuff with people like collectors and makers, they're like, it's kind of the same thing. They're always nostalgic about it. Like I had it when I was a kid and now yeah. I want all of them. And it's yeah. Just like, yeah. It's like, you know, it's like your family. Like you, you start talking to these people and like, it's like a separate family that I never knew. That now, yeah. like I'm meeting, it's like a family reunion. It's crazy. With my wife's family, um, so they, I mean, they're supportive, right? They know what I do. They know that there's a podcast, and um, they'll ask me questions about like what kind of what kind of toys you do, and it's just easier that when someone does inevitably say like, "Oh, you mean like Funko?" I'm like, "Yeah, Funko." Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> you I show me show them the Furby. <laughs> yeah like I, I love a dude because the problem like i have a couple right here and so yeah. it's like he's showing them that for berserker and they're like what are you doing it's like yeah. that's that's the wrong question <laughs> to ask me it's like maybe we yeah. say like wow look at what it took to make that don't ask me what i'm doing that too like you talk about features like all the the art shows and stuff like i've been yeah. trying to like tap into that and like i did a couple where i sent toys in yeah but like I kind of want to try to do some of those, like get in on those. Dude. Um, it just seems like something really cool. Yeah. And like, now that you've said that people for sure are going to hear you and be like, yeah, let's do it. Cause like <laughs> e E2K has him. He's uh earth to Kentucky out in Kentucky yeah. in Covington. I think I follow him. Yeah. And it's Dustin is so sick and, and they host shows and they got all kinds of stuff going. Um, there's all kinds of online shows that are happening constantly with like, there's one coming yeah, up in March. Ninja Turtle one. Dude, yeah, I'm so one. pumped. Yeah. Yeah, I think the, like, that, like, going back to it, I saw, like, 
um dan it was like nugget show and i was like this is yep. fucking amazing like and then the furby show and then yeah like, like i love those kind of shows where they're like themed around something yeah and i think it's just like keeping an eye on specific shops right like these like e2k toy du jour keep an toy, eye toy du jour, yeah yeah they're, they're the ones that i follow and keep an eye on and they're, they're really yeah sick. And usually if you like when an artist hosts, they kind of or when an artist curates, they kind of get to decide like who's yeah. in it. But if they just have an open call, dude, throw your name in like the. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to keep my eyes out. Yeah. The sewer one. I might just start posting whenever I hear about them. Like you have um, the ones that off the top of my head, like Apocalyptico, which is with Lab Monkey. He has D is for Dracula. I think mm-hmm. he has F is for Frankenstein, all just shows that are uh, people doing customs of the theme. I, I mean, you have DKE has uh, DKE Con in March as well. And um, yeah, I talked to, I was going to try to get in on this one, but like, it's I don't know, like when I yeah. do what I want to do, like I want to do it right. And right. then you got to do like the certain minimum. I got to do like a certain amount of them. So I'm yeah. trying to figure that out still. But like, I, I'm not going to do this one, but hopefully the next one, Comic Con, I'm going to try to do that one. Yeah, Comic-Con's dope, and then, of course, Designer-Con. So, like, with being at Designer-Con for so long, tabling now this last year, are you headed to table again? It's moving to Vegas. What are you doing? Yeah, I'm thinking, of, I'm like, for sure I want to do it. Um, I'm trying to figure out if I'm going to do a table again or if I'm going to try to – I, I want to try to make a connection with somebody where we could split um, yeah. a booth so we could be in the DKE section. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, like – Dev already invited me over there. He's like, dude, come on over. Like, just let me know. Yeah. So that's that's in the plans. Like, I'm hoping I could do it again this year. That's I really cool want part. to. Yeah, that's the cool part about that section. Dev works with Ben. I think that's his name, right? Ben Gretzky that, that runs it. Yeah. Yeah. Like works with him and and somehow is able to get all the a lot of the resin artists or action figures in one section. And it's it's like walking down home yeah like, i don't know how else yeah. to talk about it yeah that's like when i started going to designer con and like walking down the sections like i would always remember like oh there's this table that has like the two tiered with all the action figures like yeah. that was always a stop that i had to make and then it wasn't until like a couple years ago where i was like oh it's dke and then i started following them and then i started like dke is cool because you follow dke and then they just post like hundreds of artists like all year yeah. like this guy made something, this guy made something. And like now I'm finding about artists like that I never even knew. And uh, it's, it's just crazy to walk through that, t- that, that table and just see everything that everybody has. And it's like, like I thought I was the only weirdo that, <laughs> that thought like this. Like it's crazy. It's so yeah. fun. So dude, look two years out from the point that you're at right now. Yeah. Where are you hoping to be with this action figure art? Uh, I don't know, man. Like, like I said, I'm just trying to like get caught up now. <laughs> yeah. I have so many projects in the works right now. I got a couple other like commissions that I'm making as gifts for people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Those are like, just like little things. But, yeah. So, so those are the main ones that I'm working on right now, but I'm most hyped about the bad friends one. Cause nice. like we listen to bad friends at my job like all the time. Yeah. So like the, uh, the fact that she's going to like give them to them and like, I know Bobby Lee's kind of into toys too. So I hope he geeks out on it. And like that podcast is unhinged, it. dude. I yeah, like, it's so crazy. I listened to that one, which then got me started on Kill Tony and uh, Two Bears One Cave. Two Bears One Cave is pretty funny, yeah, dude. Yeah, all those, all much. those guys, all those comedians are just like, oh my god, <laughs> it's crazy that the podcast format, like, it took a while for people to catch on. Like now that all these comedians caught on to it, like it's just going. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, dude, um, it has been so sick to have you on the podcast. The oh, the, thanks, man. The last part of this episode, as for every artist, is you get to plug all the stuff that you got going on, anything coming up, what do you want people to know about, where they can get your art, all that stuff. So please plug away. Um, I'm pretty active on Instagram, just, uh, underscore or Eddie and I underscore, um, I'm active on reality breakdown too, on my, on Instagram. Those are like the main places where I sell, but I also have an Etsy store. Um, I can't think of the link off the top of my head, but if you go to my Instagram page, it's like, I'm sure if you just Google reality breakdown toys, it's like one of the top hits. 
Um, so those are the two places where I sell Instagram and Etsy. Um, I take DMs. People people DM me to make customs for them all the time. Sometimes I'll pass just because like I got to the point where people were just asking me to make stuff, and I'm like, yeah. dude, I'm not gonna make that. <laughs> like, You're like, I hate like, this. Yeah. Like I think Dano said it too. Is like people will reach out to him and be like, hey, can you make me Batman? And I'm like, no, I'm not gonna make you Batman. Like there's a million Batman action figures. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna make something. I try not to make stuff that's like already a toy. You know. Right. Like I'm trying to make stuff that's not a toy that would never be a toy that like you would never see at the toy store. Yeah. So like, that's the kind of stuff that I love to make. Um, yeah, I do commissions for people. Um, those are the, the two things I have going on right now. I don't really have any, any shows coming up or anything. Um, I might. No. Yeah. I, I, off the top of my head, I don't really have anything coming up for sure. Other than my eyes are on designer con next year. Nice. Um, we're going to get you yeah, in some shows. To, I'm trying to get in on more shows. I would love that. Yes. Yeah. So many ideas flowing around in my head. <laughs> just gotta get out. Sick, dude. Thank you again for coming on Toys on Tap. Oh man, I appreciate it. It's been fun. Um, I love talking toys. I love just geeking out about this stuff. Yeah. It's, it's like all the artists where every all the artists that I met that listen to this podcast, like thank you guys for the words of encouragement. It's just been amazing. I, I just I can't wait to do more. Like <laughs> dude, it's just sick. getting started.